Pastor Moore's coming. Everybody say, jump on him, Jesus. Well, let's turn together because we believe it's all in him. Eternal life, eternal words, everything that we're going to need today, tomorrow, hallelujah, six months from now, eternity itself, it's all wrapped up in the one called Jesus Christ. I'm glad to know the Lamb this morning. How about you? I'm glad to know him by his name, by his spirit, by his word, by his promises. He's alive and well today. All right. God bless you. My, my, what a touch of the Lord here this morning. Love and appreciate you. Just thankful that you would come. Be in this service with us today to worship the Lord and magnify Him. You can be seated and we'll let our classes, man, as they make their way to the classrooms. Let me say again, God bless you for coming, being a part of this service with us today. Appreciate all the guests that are here this morning. God bless each and every one of you. Let's give them a good hand this morning. Praise God. Coming to worship the Lord with us. Praise God. Appreciate that so much. And won't you just join in, feel at home in worshiping the Lord. We're not confused to who to worship this morning or how to worship Him. Amen. And our lesson kind of falls in that same line, believe it or not. Amen. Many have been persecuted because of this way. A lot of times the scripture actually related to it as the way. Many knew, amen, by this simple term of what they was talking about, especially believing that Jesus Christ was the Messiah. Amen. Believing that now, amen, the law was not destroyed, but yet fulfilled. And there is a difference, amen, in that statement. What he came and fulfilled, amen, you and I do not have to still practice today because it was fulfilled by him. As the high priest, as the lamb. And so there is some uh, doctrinal things that the Judean people really believed and gave themselves unto. Such as the Sabbath and certain things to do or couldn't do on the Sabbath. Amen. Things of this nature. And so when Jesus Christ came, a lot of this changed. And Amen. The Sabbath went actually the first day of the week. Just just give you a little idea. And so, but many, many, amen, were persecuted. And you know what? I'm glad to know how to worship him this morning. Amen. To give him glory and praise. And, and I hope before this lesson's over this morning, amen, if you're not, but you'd be persuaded, amen, to be like some that we're going to mention here today that was willing, amen, to give their all in sacrifice, amen, in worshiping none other but the Lord himself. I know we're living in a place, amen, and thank God for it in America. That uh, we're not persecuted, amen, as such as the church was, especially in its early days, hallelujah, and thereafter. But uh, there could be, we could be, amen, as we're watching some things unfold and some uh, different types of leadership. And we know the Bible is going to be fulfilled. Things of this nature is going to happen and nothing's going to change any of that. And so the possibility of being persecuted... To worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. Amen. Hear me this morning. It is still important. I know a lot of times you'll hear people make the statements that it really doesn't matter where you go. But I beg the difference where you, it matters with God. Amen. It makes a difference. Amen. It's not just any old way I do. I heard an elder, Sister Ford, would make the statement years ago. Amen. And she'd make the statement, if any old way you do, no way at all would do. So, but there, that makes a difference. Hallelujah. And so our lesson today, faithful in persecution. 
is the title of the lesson. This is what it's going to be focusing on. We're going to come out of Revelations, the second chapter 8, through about 11 verses. The church of Smyrna, amen, and their, the persecution that they was willing to endure. The persecution, amen, they was willing to. Uh, and I'm going to tell you what, I believe this is probably, as if, probably just as important, amen, as the persecution itself. is how we respond unto the persecution. How we respond to the accusations and the trials and the temptations and the, the battles. Our response, amen, to uh, the one that's attacking us. The accusations that could be being made. And uh, even, even the force that is used to try to persuade this in maybe a, a particular individual. Maybe a whole household. It just depends. And, uh, you know, as I studied this lesson and was praying, I couldn't help but think, amen, I just wonder how many, how many that God, you see, God doesn't miss it. Amen. The Bible's taught us that right down to the sparrow, amen, one, one sparrow, when it falls from the sky, he knows. He doesn't miss it. Right down to one cup of water. That's given, amen, to a disciple, amen, it, it would be rewarded. So we know that God, he doesn't miss any of it. And so if you read the Fox's Book of Mortars, and uh, I'll talk about that just a little bit a little later on, but you're going to see that there's been many that has been persecuted for the namesake. Been persecuted because they had cast a lot with none other but Jesus Christ. And they was willing, amen, to pay the ultimate price. And we'd probably all be surprised to how much blood has been shed even since the persecution of Jesus Christ. Or I should probably say the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. And how that many, even from that time, has shed their blood, amen, because they cast their lot with Jesus Christ. And they would not repent, they would not repent, they would not turn, amen, whenever the pressure was put on them. Oh, we believe, in, amen, in the one that we've called on, the one that we've experienced, Jesus Christ. And how well the song fit this morning, amen, the fullness of the Godhead was in Jesus Christ. And what simply is meant by that, the authority, the government, the power, that's what Isaiah was prophesying about the son, amen, the child, amen, the son's given, the child that's born, the government's going to be upon his shoulders. I'm glad, amen, we built, amen, and come a part of a kingdom, a part of a government that doesn't know any end, amen. We just got the down payment of it here, and we represent that kingdom through the power of the Holy Ghost upon this earth. But there's coming a day and there's coming an hour, amen, he's going to be the only king that's going to sit on the throne. He's going to be the only one, amen, sitting up with the tower tabernacle hallelujah that all the nations are going to flock to him in the time of the millennium or a thousand years I'm glad to know him even prior to that time through the baptism amen of water and of spirit through the lovely name of Jesus Christ was just the launching pad amen but from that point amen with the help of the Holy Ghost as a song put it he's been this old sinner's friend I'm glad he's been this old sinner's friend how about you hallelujah not just amen in that moment time of baptism both of water and spirit but how often from that time, amen, it was his grace and his mercy and that unseen hand that would reach down and work with us and work upon our lives and our hearts and help us, amen, to stand this test and walk through these trials and desert times and wilderness times. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the church has got something to look up to and look forward to. And I, I told you, even beginning of this pandemic, hallelujah, that this pandemic, amen, could be even, even a resource that God's going to use 
issues. Hallelujah. To help the church. Hallelujah. I believe we can come out better on the other side than we did when we came through it or the beginning of it. I believe we can have greater services, greater outpourings of the Holy Ghost. And a lot of that depends upon my attitude and my spirit about the pandemic. I'm not going to let it drive me in a closet. I'm not going to let it cause me to come depressed. I'm not going to let any of that take man greater see that's in me than he that's in the world and all the diseases and all the bad deals and all the bad choices. I'm glad I made the right choice called Jesus Christ. He is the author and he's a finisher. If he can start a work in you and I, he can finish a work. I'm telling you there's been a church. There's going to be a church. The devil could persecute it. All of hell could come against it. All the governments of the world could come against it. But as long as God wants a body upon this earth, there's going to be a body of believers. There's going to be some, amen, there's going to be true worshipers. And they're going to worship him with all their heart, their soul, their mind. They're going to be willing to give their lives, give everything, amen, for the sake of the kingdom. I'm glad to be a part of that this morning. How about you? Now, we're blessed. Compared to some countries, they wouldn't have this opportunity to gather like we've gathered here this morning. Not with the liberty and the freedom. You and I are not worried about somebody busting through our doors and coming in here and fixing to have us arrested and haul off to jail and for worshiping the Lord today. Now, there could be some things because we see that happening. Things that's happening in local assemblies that, you know, it's not good. But it's nothing near what some have to face in some countries across this world where they have to get in basements and secretly, you know, gather together in secrets, amen, whisper their prayers up and, 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 and use secret forms and statements. Even, even if they use the internet and things of that nature, they got secret codes they used to, so that, you know, people can't really understand or, or catch what they're doing or what they're talking about. But you and I as in America, how blessed we are. And I'm going to tell you something. I'll say it again this morning. We didn't get here by ourselves. I told somebody that this week at the hardware store. We didn't get here by ourselves as individual or as a nation. But it's been the goodness and the mercy of God. I'm thankful. Amen. And I know some of our previous administration wanted to try to pass the buck on that we're no longer a Christian nation. But I beg the difference with you. Hallelujah. You may hold the high office, but you don't determine everybody's decisions. Hallelujah. That's one of the problems now. It's a time Amen. I'm going to tell you what. And I'm going to cover both sides of this. Hallelujah. We need to be some of the greatest citizens that's upon the face of the earth. We should be some of the most law-abiding citizens upon the face of the earth. But at the same time, whenever government, amen, begins to proclaim things and shove things down our throat that we're not a Christian nation, I beg the difference, William. We are a Christian nation because the simple turn of being a Christian, you read about it in Antioch. To be a Christian means to be Christ-like. Hallelujah, if there's ever been a generation that needs some Christ-likes. Hallelujah, that learns how to bear the cross. Everybody's got a cross. Everybody's got to reach a place that, you know what, I'm willing to pay the price. I'm willing to bear my cross across whatever it might be. Whatever journey you want me to go down as a part of the body of the kingdom of God. Under the authority and anointing of the head itself to glorify the head. To glorify the name of the head, the government of the head, the power of the head. Then the body, the part of this body must respond to the head. Out of nothing but out of pure love of God, the pure love of the kingdom and under that power I'm telling you we're going to have revival right. this lesson's going to let us understand and see it's with a great price 
Some of the greatest revivals you read in this book, in the, in the book of Acts, is because of persecution. Is what brought it on. When the devil done his best to stomp it out. <laughs> when the devil done his best through doctrines that was just of men. And certain individuals that held certain offices and places that was more concerned about their position. And their place of authority and power than God's will. Boy, if there's ever been a time that we need people to say, you know what? It's not about me. It's about him. And I'm willing to prefer my brother. And I'm willing, amen, to make whatever sacrifice, amen, to bless my brother or my sister. Hallelujah, amen, a part of this kingdom. Hallelujah. And I'm talking about, and the writer talks about that just a little. When he talks about heresy and things of that nature, how that uh, even among those, hallelujah, begin to attack one another over certain things. And I realize there's certain, certain doctrines that are a must, they're a must, amen, to, to have the kingdom of God and walk in the, in the, in the will of, the, of God. Some things are a must. There, there can't be, you, can't, you can't get around it. But oh, I'm telling you, but even in standing for that, it must be out of a pure heart. It must be out of a genuine love. Hallelujah. Amen. I just can't help, but I still wonder, and I'm praying for myself as a minister. Amen. How long has it been since we wept? How long has it been we become so broken? And it be a genuine, it moving God. It would move the power of God. Hallelujah. It's not a front. It's not a massage. Amen. No. There's something in the genuine powers of it that moves and the heart that moves and the soul that moves and the mind. Hallelujah. We sang that for I'm glad. We're back. Why? This is a place where I can find peace. This is a place I can find joy. This is a place, amen, after struggling with the world and the spirits of the world two or three days and, and all the anxieties and troubles, amen, but when I get back together with my church family, when I get back together with my brothers and sisters and each one of them bringing, amen, what they supply for the body to be old, I begin to feel a multiplying power and a love and a peace and a joy that you can't find any other place hallelujah everything else will come up short but it's when the church gets together it's when the church joins together it's when the body gets together and we begin to worship him in spirit and truth God almighty shows up and the miraculous and the supernatural begins to take place the fight begins to take the root and the rain where it belongs I know that you and I have to face things of persecutions and trials and tribulations. And that's what the lesson's going to talk about here tonight or this morning. Hallelujah. But you know what? God's going to help us. God hadn't forsaken the church. And there's going to be a church, ladies and gentlemen. There's going to be somebody. Paul makes it clear. Until the day of rapture, there's going to be some believers. Somebody's going to be snatched off of this earth. Somebody's going to be walking in the faith. Somebody's going to be walking in the Holy Ghost. Somebody's going to be walking in the truthfulness of God. Hallelujah. In that moment, they're going to be snatched out. Amen. Hallelujah. So, you know, we got everything to look forward to. And that's what he made clear. Amen. These few short verses in this second chapter of Revelation unto the church of Smyrna. So let us look at this. Faithful in persecution. Focus thought. We must remain faithful no matter the persecution that it says says a whole lot, a whole lot more than we want to, you know, because you know how many has ever been to the place and you, you knew that you're being tried, you're being tested, Hallelujah, and you prayed this prayer, Lord, help me that my faith fail me not, Amen. I know God won't fail me, but God, my faith wouldn't fail me. 
hallelujah, in him. That he's going to work it out. That I can hold on to the plow. Amen. Until I get through the storm. Until I, I, I get to a better place. Hallelujah. I can make it through the other side. Finding a help and a strength that you can't find at any other place. Kind of preach to us just a little bit this morning without you feel like I'm not jumping on anybody or, or anything of that nature. But we're living in a generation that's putting too much dependence upon man. Putting too much dependence on and, and I'm not against using medication. I'm not against using, amen, the resources God's blessed us with. Luke was a physician. But I'm going to tell you something. And when we spend, when we make a bigger sacrifice to go to the doctor's office and the hospitals than we're willing to make to come to the house of God, we're getting our priorities out of kilter and we're tying up the hands of the Almighty God. But I'm telling you, when we make the sacrifice to come to the house of God, hallelujah, that, that, that will at least equal the sacrifices we make to go to man and get his help and his resources. I'm telling you, if there's ever been a time a generation needs to rise up and say, you know what, I'm going to make the same or a better sacrifice to make my way to the house of God and walk in the will of God. Because that's what help makes all the difference of the outcome of the battle and the struggle that takes place. And I believe I could get 100% here this morning. We're in a battle. We're in a spiritual warfare. Amen. The rulers of darkness is trying to rule and reign and dominate and control. Amen. This battle between evil and good. Light and darkness, it's real. It's real upon this nation. And so if there's ever been a time, but you know what? It's in these dark times that the church, amen, as an individual, as a candle, or as a city as a whole, as a church, set on a hill, his light has the most effect. And so, amen, it's the church's day. It's not the devil's day. Not the hour of the devil and darkness. No, man. It's the hour of revival. It's an hour, amen, hallelujah, that we can shine our best, hallelujah, that we humble ourselves and realize it's not by my power anyway. It's not by might, hallelujah, but it's by the Spirit of the Lord. And it's true, well, now, amen, it's going to find by the Spirit of the Lord not only to lay the foundation, but to build the temple. I'm telling you, amen, the body responds to the Spirit called the Holy Ghost. And the body responds, amen, hallelujah, whatever the cost might be, I'm telling you, the power of the head and the will of the head is going to be fulfilled upon this earth it's God's will thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven teach us how to pray whenever the body amen starts praying responding calling on the authority and the power of the head and with the will of the head to be done that's what's going to take place but the body's got to be willing to sacrifice body's got to be willing to be persecuted and in that persecution, our response unto that persecution is going to make all the difference in the world. Okay? Praise God. Revelation focus first. We're going to get there. Revelations 2 and 10. Fear none of these things which thou shalt suffer. Boy, that's a good start, isn't it? Don't fear it. That's one of the worst things you can do is, is fear it. Now, it's easier said than done, though, isn't it? Because we're human. I mean, come on, we're just earthen vessels with a heavenly treasure, okay? And, uh, but, but here we know these are the words of Jesus Christ. We know that these are words that John, who was being persecuted on the Isle of Patmos, 
<laughs> Sent out there to die. They done tried to boil him. <laughs> and he wouldn't boil. <laughs> Spurgeon. Did you know if you read the study in, in, in the premier Bible, they make mention of it. But if you read in the Fox's Book of Mortars, guess who was the bishop? Amen. About this, this time and setting. Polycarp. Anybody ever remember Brother Ford singing about Polycarp? That's the gentleman. This is the gentleman, amen, they took. And, and they were going to take him out. And, and, and he had a dream. He had a dream about two days prior before this ever took place. Had a dream that when he's laying on his bed. Now understand something. He's in his upper 80s. I'm not sure exactly how old. And you'll see why I say that. But uh, as he's laying there, he has a dream. And God gives him a dream. This pillar catches on fire and burns his head. He gets up and he tells those that are around him. He says, hey. He said, I'm going to be burnt up for Christ's sake. God just then showed me. Sure enough, two days later, the guards come to get him. He invites them in. Has a meal prepared for him. Ask a man to make a request. Could he pray? Pray about an hour before they leave. The guards were shocked. They're shocked and going, to, Why are we coming to get this guy? What in the world? Now they just beside themselves because of his conduct and his manner. So, sure enough, they allow all this and so they get him and so they make their way. They get there to this stadium that the, the history tells us and said as they walk in, they have the, the, the pile, you know, the sticks and all. Whether they're going to burn him at the stakes or, or eaten up. By. So they question him. They try to get him. The judges are trying to get him. Especially being the age that he was. Were to recant to back up on, you know, confessing that Jesus Christ was the Messiah. That he's the only king. And, and the lesson help brings us out. You know, people don't have any problem as long as you accept their gods. Bow down to their gods. Give equal time. All right, we're showing a jealous God. In fact, he's the only God. See, he don't know any others. When the Almighty says he don't know any others, I, then how can we know any? If there's any others, then they're made by man. They don't exist. Same way with doctrines. Any doctrines is contrary. Outside of what this instructs us, it's man-made. It's man-tradition. And so that arena is so important. Amen. To hide the word of God in our hearts. And have the baptism of the Holy Ghost to guide and lead us into all truth. Amen. Because why? Because Jesus, when he's questioned about the coming of the Lord and the end time, the first thing out of his mouth to his disciples, let no man deceive you. This is not an hour to be deceived. Amen. And the greatest deception is when we allow ourselves to be deceived. Oh, God, help us. Help us to fall upon this rock called the word of God and become broken. And in that brokenness, amen, let him pick up the fragments and the pieces and by the word of God and put it all back together. It doesn't matter what grandma and grandpa and this one or that one. Amen. This is a personal thing. Let me tell you something. The only way that Israel got out of Egypt, which is a type of the world, everybody had to have a lamb and every house had to have blood applied. And so that hasn't changed. Amen. I thank God for the blood. Hallelujah. And the name and the baptism of the Holy Ghost. But as you watch Polycarp, as he comes in, amen, they go and they try to get him he says no he says I'm not he said this God's done been so good to me for the last 86 years <laughs> he's been faithful to me he said not one time in 86 years has he ever failed me and I'm not going to fail him today they said when he walked in said they heard a voice said many heard it 
but looked around, couldn't see nobody, but a voice that came out of the heavens and told him, said, Polycarp, be a man today. Oh, that's not as far out there as you think. I read in the scriptures where a voice spoke to Jesus. Amen. I'm son in whom I'm well pleased. God can speak. So sure enough, so they're going to test him and he wouldn't recant. He wouldn't back up. And, and so after that, they, they take and they bind him up. They normally nail him to the stake where they got the fire built, got him on a little platform. They normally nail him to the stake so they can't flee whenever they set, wood, set the wood on fire. Polycarp told him, he said, you don't, have to, you don't have to nail me to the stake. He said, the same one that gave me the strength to walk in this place with the manner and the, the, the attitude I've got, the same one that's going to keep me from flinching from this fire. And said, sure enough. said, when they licked it, said those flames leaped around him. We wouldn't burn him up. Some talks about how they can actually see him licking his wounds. Rejoicing and worshiping this true God. The people got so upset over the deal that they kept chanting and going pushing. Push the guard until the guard finally takes a sword and shoves it in him. And they say that the blood gushed out of his body in such a force and a power. It put the fire out. Oh, that's a fair. You, you believe what you want to believe. But I believe the Bible. And I believe the Bible talked about Sadrach and Meshach and Abednego. At a time they was tested of who to worship and how to worship. I'm telling you, it's all about who you worship. And it's all about how you worship. Come on, preacher. I got it. The first blood that was ever shed by a man was over worship. And how, how he worshiped and who he's worshiping. And that first blood was a man called Abel. And his own brother took and slew his life in the field. Hallelujah. The man that had the answer, amen, to bring him salvation. He slew his blood. Hallelujah. And he killed him. I'm telling you, almost every battle's over, amen, worship and who to worship and how to worship. And I'm telling you, America's not exempt from it. And so you and I, amen, we got to get a get in a relationship and a companionship with the head and with one another like never before amen as a body of believers hey, here's how we're going to win this thing we're either you know how do we come back oh boy how do we all come back in here during the pandemic what do we all decide we're either all going to come in or we're going to all stay outside amen. my my Folks, I'm telling you, there's something about unity. If you could get unity, the White House, all the system would work. We had some forefathers that knew how to pray. They knew how to read that Bible. And we was, we were, this nation didn't get here by itself. There was an almighty God and his blessings. And you know what? If somehow from the White House, amen, to right down to the lowest dungeon there is. If somehow we could get unified. Somehow by the mercy and grace of God, if we can just get together. We can be like the four, amen, that brought their friend, their neighbor, their brother. And the Bible don't tell us who he is because you can fill in the blank. And it don't tell us that all four of them was brothers or cousins. They might have been strangers. But they had one thing in common. We're going to make 
the sacrifice to get this man, hallelujah, the man called Jesus. If we got to tear off the roof, we're willing, amen, to get him up there. We're willing to tear off the roof. We're willing to put whatever effort, whatever energy it's going to take. Hallelujah. See, revival. It ain't got to be my way. It's got to be God's way. It ain't got to be my opinion. It ain't got to be my advantage. It ain't got to be my nothing. It's all got to be about God's business. And when we let it be God's business and God's revival, I'm telling you, you got to see the devils running out. you got to see the miracle, the supernatural taking place. And you don't have to ask nobody else. <laughs> Them notable miracles, they all know. They all had to say. <laughs> Amen. So as we begin to watch some of this and... and I'll watch the time at the same time, try to cover all this I can. Revelation 2 and 8 simply tells us and rehearses to us again the angel of the church in Smyrna. There we're going to see the first and the last. How often? In repeat. The first and last. But, well, the next statement is a lot more powerful than even that one in a way. Which was dead and is alive. Talking about Jesus Christ. Talking about the Lamb Himself. Who's done conquered that enemy called death. You know what? If you can ever get. Amen. And I've said this just here a few weeks ago. But whenever you can reach a point in a place. Especially on a mission. On trying to achieve something. Or accomplish something. And you reach a point. That you won't even fear death. And you're willing to pay the price. Now. We want to do this not as a show, but it's genuine. It's real. And God's in it. Okay? There is a difference. There's some people out there willing to make sacrifices on uh, wrong types of doctrines and beliefs. Huh. Okay? Uh, let me go back to the statement I was going to make a while ago. I just wonder across our lands and it's not recorded nowhere. But God didn't miss it, and heaven didn't miss it. How many possibly, I'm going to say this, wives make that sacrifice in the privacy of their own home, especially if they have a spouse that doesn't believe it. Thank God some, some's not so bad about being against it as others, but there's some that's dead against it. And they're willing to persecute. They're willing to. Even we've heard the stories of, of young, young people that would come. And their parents and their dad wouldn't, you know, wouldn't for it. And, and they would tell them. And they would actually, when they step in from service, they would take their fists and knock them back out the door. The next service time, they'd make their way back to the house of God. No, they're not written in books they're not recognized possibly by many. Not even known. But God sees. God sees every time. Whatever type of persecution it might be. Doesn't matter how small or great. But when you do it for the name's sake. When you do it for the gospel's sake. When you do it with the right attitude and spirit. I'm willing to make this sacrifice. I'm willing to make this commitment. Amen. For my Lord. My Savior. I'm not changing. I'm not turning. I'm not. I'm willing to give my all into it. And there's times when some do. 
they actually lose their life. But you know what? They lost it to gain it. Amen. Not more scripture than that than what you think. Amen. The Bible's taught us all of us has got a cross. Amen. Unless we're willing to lose our life. Amen. We're not going to gain it. If we want to gain our life and gain what's, what's all our rights. And what we all lust after and what we desire. And it's got to be my way. That's one thing that's wrong with this nation today. There's a lot of spirits out there. It's full of lust. And it's contrary to this book. And they want to try their best to shove it down our throat now. And say it's all right. But you know what? It doesn't matter who agrees and how broad individuals, even as local assemblies become. This hasn't changed. It's forever the same. And if it was a sin 50 years ago, 500 years ago, 1,000 years ago, it's still a sin today. Amen. Before. And you know what? You and I have got to be willing to pay the price. Hallelujah. To make the stand. Not with a bad attitude. Not with a bad spirit. Hallelujah. We're living in a time today. I'm telling you, who'd ever dreamed 30 years ago there'd be the possibility, amen, that, that training would take place to train ushers in a local assembly. Hallelujah. And how to respond to a shooter that may come in a part of that assembly. All of this didn't just happen by chance. But I'm telling you, there's some things that even the church has failed to keep up in the walls and the doctrines and God. And so the enemy slowly but surely in making his inroads. Hallelujah. And, and, and overcoming and overpowering. Hallelujah. But you know what? I'm telling you, the church has got to make up in her mind and her heart and spirit that we're not folding and we're not backing up. Hallelujah. We're going to hold on to this separation. Hallelujah. We're going to hold on to this godliness. We're not going to allow our minds and our hearts and our spirits be filled with pollution and unrighteousness oh no we're going to give ourselves this body it belongs to him now hallelujah remember that hallelujah the body the soul and the spirit belongs to him now it's all his business and that works to our advantage if we we'll really pay attention to that we may have to offer it sometimes as a sacrifice even to the point amen of getting slapped around even to the point amen hallelujah being crucified and burned at the stake hallelujah or shedding our blood but what about when the attack of the enemy comes against us. Uh, certain diseases or things of that nature. Hey man, we also got the comfort to know this body belongs to you, God. And you're the healer. When the doctor can't do it, you can. When nobody else can come to my rescue, you can. And if you don't, God, I got the promise that your grace is sufficient. Hallelujah. To put a smile back on my face. Hallelujah. Put a walk back in my feet. Put a comfort back in my heart that everything's going to be all right. Hallelujah. They may not have no cure for my disease. They may not have no cure for my situation where I'm at. But I got the comfort, amen, that you'll never leave me and that you'll never forsake me. And Lord, it won't be the end of the journey. It may put me in the grave, but it won't hold me there. I said, it may put me in the grave, but it won't hold me there. Your grace, amen, is going to be sufficient. And I'm going to receive a glorified body that's going to know not know anything about, amen, any kind of disease or any other problem. But all of this hinges on our attitude and our spirit and how we handle it. Now we respond to it. Praise God. Next verse in that same chapter, Revelation 2. I know thy works. God knows. That's the reason I made that point a while ago about possibly an individual that maybe nobody knows. The commitment, the sacrifice that individual makes just to come to the house of God. But God knows. I know Thy works and tribulation and poverty, 
Let's, let's look at some of this. Emperor, Emperor, he said, but thou art rich. Oh, yes. There's a richness, amen, in this fellowship and companionship with the Lord that money can't buy, positions cannot fulfill. Only he and he alone in this relationship and companionship with him. But let me, let me take us through a few scriptures here for a little while here. Amen. Because sometimes, amen, I believe that we in this nation, amen, we've come through some of these. It's uh, always, you know, about money and prosperity and all these things. And, and you know, everything's going to be fine. You do this, you do that. And we've almost built a generation, hallelujah, that they ought not, pers- they ought not be persecuted. Hallelujah, that they ought not be tried. And, and then, you know, I don't deserve this attitude. Come on, God, I've been living for you. I don't understand. Yeah, it may get a little harder to say amen here a little bit. But it's still the truth. Because none of us likes pain. We really don't like struggle. I mean, there's a reason why we got away from the horse and buggy. Of course, we was walking. And that horse and buggy was a whole lot better than walking. And we moved from that, amen, to, to bicycles and to, to, to T-models. And, but we just keep on, don't we? Who'd ever dreamed 30 years ago that you'd buy automobiles that, uh, man, it pushes a button, you can do this and do all this other stuff. You pay enough for them, they ought to have a bathroom and a lot of other things in them. But anyway, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but, uh, but comfort is the main ingredient for that. None of those things that sold these automobiles cause discomfort. It's all about push up a button. <laughs> oh, it's nice, amen. I still remember them old cars you had to reach over and all the way to the back seat and everywhere else. And <laughs> remember going down the road and kids just kept, if you don't quit playing that way, you're going to break the handle. Didn't have a button you could mash there and say, hmm, I'll stop this. Every time Annalyn rides with me, that button's mashed. <laughs> she likes it with the window down her head out. And then she wants to stick. <laughs> she likes to go fast. I got her yesterday, though. She went with me yesterday. I went doing a little tractor work. Some of you frowned on that, but she did. But anyway, I held her tight. We got through doing that tractor work. We started home. I said, all right, you can drive, girl. She hesitated for about three seconds there. <laughs> Then she got tangled up, buddy. She's coming on. And so I was doing the decent part. And I, I, got, I got on a little bit. She said, oh, no, no. I said, well, you like to go fast. She let me know quick. That's when you're driving, not when I'm driving. <laughs> we had to go slow. But all of this is about, amen, making life easier. You know. And, and without persecution. And without trial. <laughs> you know, a lot of people get tripped up when they turn toward God. Things start happening that has never happened before. Amen. The enemy starts sticking his head up. And things start happening. And you know what? And God allows it. I remember a time we used to make this statement at weddings. <laughs> Forsaken all others. In other words, in other words, you was making a decision here right now to vow before God. Amen. This is the love of your life. This is your soulmate. Hallelujah. This is the one. Hallelujah. And you're going to forsake all others. How long has it been since you've heard that statement at a wedding? We may hear it this year, though. 
<laughs> We're going back to some old landmarks. We're going back to some old basics because I'm going to tell you something. That's a and word. And once you quit, when you quit preaching it, they're going to quit living it. When you quit advertising about it and, and, t- and tell people the choices that are made outside of this and the results, amen, that there is a literal hell that's waiting on them for an eternity if you make the wrong choice. I tell you, that's what drove a lot of people back years ago to a, an altar, amen. They didn't want to wind up in a burning hell. Hallelujah. They didn't want to wind up in a place called hell. I tell you, we're living in a world today, they don't want you to say nothing about the blood. They don't want you to say nothing about the name. They don't want you to say nothing about hell. They don't want you to say nothing about eternity. They don't want you to say nothing about sin. They don't want you to say nothing about nothing. But there's a price to pay persecution so let, let me John put it this way in John 2 25 needed that needed not that any should testify a man why for he knew what was in man he knows don't worry God God doesn't need our help in some of these areas God knows he, he so he he knows what's in the heart he knows what hearts at amen he, he knows that's the positive side okay don't take that wrong uh, and again in Psalms 7 and 9 says, For the righteous God tried the hearts and the rain, which is the mind. The heart, it works hand in hand. It works together. God trieth. God trieth. Amen. Hallelujah. Can I say this? <laughs> this has been quite some time back, but I heard Brother Arnold make this statement one time. He says, if you want to backslide, backslide said God will see to it. Because he knows. He knows it's a heart. He knows. <laughs> you can go to John 16 and 33. And here's what the words, amen. Here's what we can be expected in the world. You can't expect this world to love you. Not if you live holy and God in a separated life. This world is not going to love you. It loves its own, but it's not going to watch this. John 16, 30. These things have I spoken unto you. These are the words of the Lord Jesus Christ himself. That any he may have peace, but in the world he shall have what? Tribulation. Amen. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. It's going to be tribulation. The Bible's told us a man's days is what? Short and full of trouble. Not pleasure, not joy, not contentment, but trouble. Trouble, man, trouble. <laughs> and somebody asked me one time, said, how in the world you do all that? I said, well, I just put out the closest fire to me. Yep. All them other don't matter right now. This one right here is fixing to burn me up. I'm putting it out. I'll worry about that one tomorrow. Unless there's one close closer than that one. <laughs> Amen. I mean, it's like being in a fight. I ain't going to worry about that guy 10 feet away. I'm going to worry about that that's in my face trying to knock my head off. <laughs> if I can knock his lights out, then I'll either run or... <laughs> Do something. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just, but you know what I'm saying. I, the Bible backs that up. It said, don't you worry about tomorrow and all the worries about tomorrow and the threats and all that. No, you got today. Today. Get through today. Amen. John again in 15 or 9 says, If we of the world, the world would love his own. But because he are not of the world, but have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you, the spirit of the world, the ways of the world, the doctrines of the world. They're, 
And so this, this helps us to understand a place that we're going. Amen. Acts 14 and 22. And I'm going to bypass some of this. We must through much tribulation enter into the kingdom of God. I mean, enter, even to enter this, you got to press. you got to want it. There's going to be a struggle. There's going to be a battle. Amen. The birthing of children, but it takes somebody. Somebody's got to push. And I don't mean to get too whatever here, but it's still the truth. Amen. Hallelujah. You, somebody's got to push. Somebody's got to make the sacrifice. And when that moment time, and it's, it's not painless. Hallelujah. Amen. It's with pain and it's with, with, with effort. And so same way, hallelujah, with the living for God and the things of that nature and the, and the persecution that you and I may, may be caught up in. Another place in Paul's writings in Romans. And notice this is in Romans. This is Roman. The letters written in Romans. And, and it dealt with the Romans in that time. And man, you talk about persecution. You're talking about emperors. And if you read the lesson here, amen, it talked about because the emperors that were set up, they would always put arches up and, and they molded and shaped them as being gods. If you read the book of martyrs, you're going to read there that the 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 senate or the ones, amen, that sitting on that Roman empire, it brought this on because one of the emperors, amen, it wanted Jesus Christ and lift him up as king, but they refused to do it. And then after that, God turned those emperors around and you study the history of them and they become very vile and very wicked. If you ever heard the message, amen, of Brother Williams, amen, the stink won't stop it. And he talks about the very time that Jesus Christ was born, how those emperors would walk out on the steps and take their own children, little boys, and hold them up and slide their throats, amen, and let their blood run down the, and cry out, King forever, King forever, amen. They become some of the most cruel, amen. They kill their own mothers, their own sisters, their brother, anybody they felt was a threat, amen, to their kingship. They would annihilate them. They would do away with them. In fact, it was under that hand, watch this, under the hands of one of the emperors that he set Jerusalem on fire. Seven different places. Now watch this. And then he blamed the Christians and persecuted them for it. But it's also under the hands of the emperor that even the Roman Empire and all of that began to fold and be tore down. The very ones that they wanted to exalt and worship as their king and as their God. God took them and destroyed them. What we give ourselves to. What we humble ourselves to. Things that we find gratification in. Things that we're willing to make sacrifice for. What's one thing that's bombarding our country and even our community today? The people's willing to sacrifice their health, their families, their job. For one more. We there. And all of it's not just a they some of it, a man that's like. Why? I don't want this pain. I don't have to deal with this. If I can just take something and go to sleep. If I can just take something and get me out of here. Why? Persecution. None of us likes it. We can say what we want to. You don't go to the drugstore and look for the aisle for the medicine that causes pain. Neither do we come to the house of God. 
for that purpose and reason. But you know what? You're going to see in the scriptures time after time an event after event where they were persecuted even unto the death. They were persecuted and had to give their lives for the gospel's sake. <laughs> so, so what happens? Paul's writings again. Again in Romans, the 8th chapter. Now this is the very chapter, the very chapter that is no more condemnation. Amen. Talks about the spirit. In the 6th, 7th chapter talks about how to walk in the spirit and not in the flesh and things. But watch when he drops down about the 35th verse. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Very next statement. Shall tribulation. Come on, let's be honest. That's when we're tested. That's when we tried. That's when we, we, we begin to realize, do I really love God or not? Do I love this truth? Amen. Do I love it more than, than, than what's pulling it or I'm being tried by? What would separate me from the love of Christ? Yeah, tribulation, <laughs> distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, perils, or sword. As it is written for thy sake, we are killed all the day long. We are counted as what? As sheep for the slaughter. Jesus Christ himself said, you'll be like sheep among wolves. That's not a pretty picture. Huh. No, no, we, we would rather, we'd rather be, you know, we'd rather see them pictures where, man, we're dominating. And we got our foot on top of them. And we're... But at the same time of submitting... And yielding ourselves to be persecuted for the gospel's sake. And for the name's sake. It's a different ball game. That's the reason we're going to have to be careful. How we respond to this and handle this. I'm watching this nation right now. Going from one extreme to the other. I could carry you to Romans. 13th chapter. Paul's writings, again, in Romans. Now, we're dealing with the Romans. We're dealing with uh, they're wanting to rule and dominate and things of this nature. So here we are as Christians. We want to get back into balance. We don't want to be so liberal just any old way and any old thing, whatever. Neither do we want to be so far over here to write. The drop of a hat, we're going to pull our guns and blow people away and tear down and burn buildings and... So we got to find our place of a balance here, don't we? Because we need to be the greatest citizens. Amen. That this community's got. That's Holy Ghost filled. God fearing. God loving people. So Paul helps us out there. Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers. For there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained or appointed of God. These governments wouldn't exist if it wasn't for God. He set them up to rule, to reign. Whosoever therefore resisteth the power, resisteth the ordinance of God. And they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. It's a very dangerous thing. You know why? There's a spirit behind that. When you lose your respect for government... And I understand we can. I, I, I feel that. <laughs> I know they bring some of it on themselves. But I'm talking about a spiritual thing now. 
See, that's what this thing is really all about. Some spirits want you to get so liberal and so far out there that nothing matters. Live any old way, do any old way, just come as you want to, do whatever you want to. And you know about the other side too. They hate people of certain colors. They hate people of certain agendas. One thing after another. But not Christians. There's going to be anybody who's got some self-control. Got a true love for them. A true love for the, not just themselves, but their church. But watch this. See, that was the problem with Caesar. Now watch this. It was all about Caesar, right? Jesus said, render unto Caesar the things that are his. And unto God the things that are God. You know, when we can stand against them, it's whenever they start trying to shove the things down our throat that's contrary to this. Then we have a right by the book. Sin. Whenever they want to start dictating and controlling the pulpit. I'm going to say this. I'm saying this real kind. Okay. Because the preacher's already got enough trouble from the pew. Trying to control it. He sure don't need any resistance from the government. To try to control it. Because when you muzzle the ox, buddy. It's just a matter of time. When you start dictating and controlling the pulpit, that's the lay of the sea in time, folks. That's, that's where we're at. That's the hour. And all this is about spirits. They can get a hold of us, get a hold of our minds, our way of thinking. It can harden our hearts. And it won't be satisfied just, no. You just keep on, keep on, keep on. Thank God for mid-course adjustments. Thank God for the house of God where the judgment of God can come forth. And get us back thinking right. And, and living right. And, and get a good perspective of what's going on around us. That we wouldn't get caught up in it. I didn't mean, I guess, anyway. Here we go. I'm going to try my best. I know my time's running out here. Matthew 5 has taught us this. Blessed are they which are what? Persecuted for righteousness sakes. But there is the what? The kingdom of heaven. There's somewhere we're headed. There's, there's a place that we're trying to attain. And we want to try to reach. Uh, I could take you to Luke 21. And there we talked again about uh, a man. They shall they lay hands on you and persecute you. And deliver you into the synagogues, into prisons. Uh, and bring and brought kings and rulers for, for my name's sake. These, this is the words of Jesus Christ to his disciples. He said these things are going to unfold. These things are going to happen. They're going to transpire. Amen. And. And sure enough, they did. We know they did. You can go to Acts, the 20th chapter. And you see there where, where Paul, amen, is, 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 is the church itself, the elders of the church, amen, is trying to get Paul not to pursue a journey and finish a journey, amen, because the, the prophecy had went out about being put in bondmanship and, and things of that nature. But you know what? Listen to what Paul says here. Say that the Holy Ghost witnessed to every city, saying that bonds and afflictions abide me or wait upon me on his, into Jerusalem when he gets there. But none of these things move me. Neither count I my life dear unto myself so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify of the gospel of his grace. Let me finish this course. This is the course. This is, this is, this is the will of God. Now history tells us, not, not street, but the Bible but history tells us that when it came time after being house arrest for a couple of years and it come that he never got out there but when it came time to behead him they said Paul didn't hesitate. Say when they finally brought him out to it 
he seen the gallows, said he literally runs. That's contrary to the normal uh, method or normally what happens. If you again, if you go back to that book of mortars, he makes mention of this. He says, because most men, when it comes to that moment of facing death and just a few moments or seconds, say they get where well, they get talked, they get to mumbling, say they almost lose control of their bodies and say you can tell by their expressions and they're not they're not so sure. But said said time after time the martyrs, amen, that that he received records about said they faced it with joy. They looked forward to it. They said James, the brother of Peter, when it came time, amen, to persecute him, said he he talked about, he said, I was looking forward to the day of coming to the cross and bearing the cross. They said, when it come time for Peter to be persecuted, he wouldn't even let him hang him up straight up, but hung him upside down because he didn't feel worthy to be crucified the same way that his Savior, that his Lord was crucified. And all of these men is how they approached it and how they responded to it. Made all the difference in the world. They counted it a privilege and an honor and a joy to give their lives for the gospel's sake. They weren't afraid of death. They weren't afraid to die. They weren't afraid to go through that persecution. Now, folks, come on, let's be honest. That's way out there for America. We just don't see that. We don't. Hopefully we don't. But who knows? Before this thing's over with. Who knows? What are you going to do if you pull on this parking lot and walk in these doors? May not be your local. It could be your federal. Because they think they're God already. If you don't believe that, shoot the wrong birds. <laughs> I didn't mean that wrong. It's just the truth, though. <laughs> okay? <laughs> you, shoot, you shoot some of federal birds, I promise you. I sure you I never duck hunting. I didn't ever want to go to prison. And I didn't know the difference between one and the other. I don't know if I could have hit them, but <laughs> best thing to do is just stay home. So we didn't do it. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but, but that's what I'm telling you. What, what we're going to do? Huh. They walk in here with guns. We've heard the stories and we rejoice with them. We're glad. We're, mostly we're glad it's them and not us. <laughs> hey, am I telling the truth? Huh. I am. None of us really suffered much persecution except what? In these bodies. <laughs> Getting it up, getting it ready, and, and, you know, outside of that. And there is that spiritual warfare. Your brother Cole, he warned us about that. He said, America's biggest struggle is going to be the material things, the things to distract them, pull them aside. So there is a sacrifice that we have to make some time of our time. Our visions and dreams. Instead of spending so much time trying to fulfill that. I'm not talking about sinning either. It can be wholesome. Until. We spend more time and energy and worship. Where, you, where your heart's at. Where you spend your time. Where your mind. Where your thoughts. Where that's your God. So sometimes it takes a sacrifice saying, I'm taking some time out. I might put that off a little while. Because I feel a need to do something for the kingdom's sake. So that'll work on us. 
This is another scripture that there's probably times, especially when you're in that moment in time of sickness and pain. And hey, we've all been there. Come on, everybody. Anybody in here had never felt no pain? Surely not. Everybody, some, you know, some far worse than others. And we've all had our times. We've all been there for one, one reason or another. And, uh, but but Paul, Paul talking to the Corinthian church puts it this way. For our light afflictions, which is but for a moment. Why? Why? What, what is he talked about these afflictions and for a moment? Watch what he says. Worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Always remember something. They're working for us, not against us. Now, now that's, that's, again, that's almost an opposite, isn't it? <laughs> hey, man, well, you just don't know the pain I've been in. You just don't understand. And, and, you know, but, uh, and the struggle that's there. But, but if we allow it, it's going to work for us, work for us, and not against us. <laughs> When's the last time you said, you know what, God, I'm going to give you glory in this anyway? When's the last time you went to the doctor, well, and the doctor said, look, come you got this and this, and we have no cure, and you're probably going to die in six months. And you jumped up out and said, Woo, praise God, I don't in six months, I get to leave here. <laughs> you know what might happen? God might say, Hmm, I don't think so, buddy. Not if you can handle it like that. I need to keep you around a while. I need you to show a few more people. Brother Cain decided instead of going to Texas, and getting about 21 days, he decided he'd take his chances of God and got about three and a half years. And went and sick, not, not near as sick as he went and took them treatments. I'm still again, not, you got to make that decision. You got to make that call. And, 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 and some of this, I know some people preach it like, you know, a hell of a heaven issue. No, we're not making this a hell of a heaven issue, buddy. Luke was a physician, buddy. And for, on top of that, he didn't jump on the woman that spent 12 years and spent all she had before she came to Jesus. He didn't turn around and tell her, no, you don't spend all your money. Tried everybody else under the sun. He didn't do that, did he? He healed her, buddy. Because God, when she said, when I touch him, God said, I'm going to touch you. Okay? So we find ourselves sometimes in that predicament and situation. Praise God. Well, our response, I'm telling you, folks. Take you to the fourth chapter of Acts. They just got through reaching out, laying man, healed him. Man, they all come up. Boy, the chiefs and all them, they didn't like it. So you know what? They put him in holding. <laughs> you know what that holding was? It was just a, a, little, a little better term for prison. They put him in jail. <laughs> put him in jail. Got him out, told him, hey, don't you preach more in this name. Don't you teach more in this name. Don't you do any of that. That's right. You know what they told him? said, I tell you what, we'd rather obey God than man. And that's, that's what we have to do. And sometimes that may be a one-on-one conversation. Or sometimes it may be three or four. But you've got to make up in your mind, this is right. I'm going to live for this God. I'm going to serve him. I'm going to worship him. And whatever it costs me, whatever it costs me, always remember this. God's not going to owe no man. And our reward is not necessarily down here. But that moment we meet him in the clouds, that's what Paul's talking about. Those times of afflictions and persecutions and trial is going to seem like there was nothing. 
just a moment of time. When you compare eternity with whatever the years you've got and the struggles and the battles you've been in, it's going to be as though it's nothing. Here's the thing. You can't get so focused on the pain. Anybody ever tried this? Get to hurting about something, you know? The devil's going to jump on. I bet that's cancer. I bet that's arthritis. I bet that's this. You ever show a bang? I bet you Jesus touches it. I bet you Jesus drives it out. In fact, I'm feeling better already. <laughs> Power's in the tongue. You're not going to get it if you don't speak it. I ain't talking about just claiming jumping. I'm talking about, I'm talking about in Jesus' name. I'm talking about with, with, with real honesty and sincerity. You know, I, I, in fact, I, I was praying the other day and I just mentioned to God. I said, you know what? The Bible says Moses was 80 and still had his strength, God. I just thought I'd remind you. <laughs> Asking you shall receive. Knocking it shall be open. Seeking you shall find. I'll tell you one thing. I'm not going to keep saying I'm old and I'm too old to do this and I'm too old to do that and I'm too this and I'm too. Not. <laughs> the pain gets a hold of my knee. I start praying in Jesus' name. God, drive that thing out, man. I got to have that knee. I got to do a little exercise, lose a little weight, do it. What you got to do? You'll work with him, he'll work with you. I can bank, you, I, I can bank on one thing. If you find your little corner, and start feeling sorry for yourself. And you start paying. Oh, 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 oh. I don't like that theory. <laughs> it didn't swell up. It didn't do anything. Tell you folks, we can magnify some things that won't be nothing. All of a sudden, you just keep you're saying, I believe that's cancer. I believe that's cancer. You shall receive if you believe. <laughs> I'm telling you, we bring some things on ourselves with this right here. We look at a situation and we're thinking, man, I will never, I will never. No, you got to look at that thing and say, you know what? Hey, man, me and God can do this. With the help of Lord, I can do all things. If I'd listen to me, I'd have never pastored a church. If I'd listen to me, quite often, we'd pastor a church. Well, that didn't go over too good. But anyway, hallelujah, I don't listen to me. That's something here. You ain't like it. Some of you got too much confidence in yourself. Some of you got too much confidence in everything that flies by is from God. I'm going to tell you something. It's not. That devil's shooting in fire darts. And if we get in the habit, amen, of everything we think, we think, we think it's holy and we think it's God and we think it's this. Hallelujah. Thank God for the book that's forever settled in the heavens. They can always get my mind back where it needs to be. And, the, and here's, the, here's the deal about all of this. And I know I'm fixing to finish up. Here's the deal about all this. It's whenever you're in the fire, it's not so easy. Hey, I'm not so sure I can handle that fire like Polycarp could. I'll be honest with you. No, don't have to worry about it. You don't have to about nailing me to the stake. I'm not running nowhere. I'm not going nowhere. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be right here. I'm here to stay. I'm here to give it all. It amazed them. You know what it was doing? It was taking the party out of their party. 
Because they were sitting in the stands. They wanted to see him boo-hoo and crying and beg. Did you know there's a spirit to get a hold of some people? They like to see you boo-hoo and cry and be broken and down and out. And they pamper that. And they, they get an enjoyment out of that. Because that's all the devil is. He's nothing but a destroyer. He, he wants to tear down and destroy lives and destroy families. That's the reason you don't feed none of that. That's the reason certain terms you don't give time to it. You keep rebuking it. You keep warring against it. I'm telling you, if you don't fight for your family, nobody else is going to fight for it. If you don't fight for your salvation, nobody else is going to fight for it. If you don't believe in this God, nobody else is going to believe in God. But you've got to make up in your mind, I'm not too good to be the person be persecuted for Jesus' sake. I'm not too good, amen, to go through the trials or the tribulations. I'm not too good to go through the valleys. This church is not too good. Amen. Had to endure some, some wilderness times, some desert times. Amen. If that's what it's going to take to give us a ride, then God, you help us endure whatever we got to endure because we want revival. And so we're willing to pay the price. We're willing. You can stand. I know my times. Praise God. Uh, go back and read the lesson. There was a lot there. I just didn't really go through the lesson itself. Maybe I should have. There are some great things mentioned in our lesson. If you want to go back and read, I would encourage you to do that. Notice something he mentioned. He mentioned about the widow in Luke, the 18th chapter. Her willingness to come. She knew where to come. She knew where she could get delivered from her adversary, from her tormentor. She knew the one who had the authority and the power to do that. But if you'll notice, a man, in that uh, same scripture in the latter part of that the eighth verse of, of Luke 18 the, the question at the very end of it is, is if the Lord was going to find any faith on the earth so, so what is the real key faith faith he that endures unto the end is the one a man that's going to make it he is the one. Listen to the latter part of this. I know I got you standing. Uh, let's finish up. Fear none of those things which shall, thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you, amen, into prison. And ye may be tried. And ye shall have tribulation ten days. There's a different opinions of that. Some said it could have been like them to years. Or, you know, murder was fixing to really be persecuted within the next ten days. Possibly the, the greatest persecution they ever experienced. They were known, amen, for, for, for being persecuted and, and overcoming that persecution. Amen. So when he mentions that here, you can see as uh, he talks about that. Uh, he says, and try to be, but be they are faithful unto death, and I will give you a crown to a faithful unto death. We got to go, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> There's a crown. Paul talks about that. A crown of righteousness waiting on us. Those that's what waiting on the coming of the Lord. There's a crown. It's going to be worth the fight. It's going to be worth the persecution. It's going to be worth whatever price you and I have to pay. For the name's sake, for the gospel's sake, for the kingdom's sake. Let's pay it. Let's give ourselves unto it. God loves us this morning. He loves uh, this church. He loves each one that's here today. And he loves us with an everlasting love. He promised us he'd never leave us nor forsake us. He's not asking us to do something on our own. He's going to be with us and comfort us and help us and strengthen us. Amen. So let's have the, the frame, the mind that we need. The, the, we need to have the mind of Christ. 
I'm going to talk about the mind a little bit Wednesday night. The Lord allow us, as we talk about the body, amen, the mind, the mind, amen. Hallelujah. Keep it and gird it and healthy. Hallelujah. For God, for the kingdom of God. Uh, there's a warfare going on for our minds. There's much a mental, mental problem in our world today as there is a physical problem. Amen. Why? Because, and also, what's this? Can't let it faint, faint. I didn't get that part of the lesson, but I'd love to. You can't become faint-hearted. Amen. In what? Well-doing. But it's those times of, of tribulation that you're more prone and subject, amen, become faint-hearted because you're in the struggle, you're in the battle, amen, hallelujah. Uh, you know, it's kind of like the guy that's sitting out in the bleachers telling the guy to get his hands up. And, and, you know, he's been sitting in the bleachers drinking Coke and eating potato chips and the other guy's been in the ring for six rounds and that guy about to beat his eyeballs out. <laughs> he's probably wanting to turn around and say, big boy, you get up here and do it. Be like that one guy. <laughs> I said, I told this one time. I'm, I'm about through. But anyway, this guy, you know, he drank a little too much. And he went to one of these places and handled business going. But anyway, it was a wrestling match. He said, man, he said, man, they beat my man up. He said, I started up in that ring. He said, I, when I got in, he said, that man just grabbed me, slung me out. He said, I went right against them turnbuckles and right out the other side of that ring. He said, my wrestling clear lasted about three seconds. <laughs> it was over with. <laughs> Praise God. But I'll tell you something, if we get in the ring with Jesus Christ under the power of the Holy Ghost, you just stay with it. I don't know what round you're at in this battle, in this struggle, in this tribulation, but you just stay in the ring. Don't get out. Amen. Because I tell you what, God's going to win the battle. The battle's His. He just needs a representation. Amen. That's willing to take on the battle upon this earth. He's watching. He's observing. Let's do it for Him. Okay? Love you. Appreciate you this morning. Thank you for coming, being a part of this service. Come back tonight. Be with us. 5.30 prayer time. That's service time. 6 Six o'clock service time. Brother Barry be ministering for us. And we're looking for a great move of the Holy Ghost. Love you. Appreciate you. God bless you.